homes today are like little cities full of different internetic boroughs, like the entertainment district in the living room or the virtual fitness center in the garage. And Xfinity Internet keeps it all running smoothly with reliable speed to power all your devices at once. You get coverage around town from the financial district home office to the spa. Xfinity Internet keeps your little city humming with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Find great offers and value today from Xfinity. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY to learn more. Restrictions apply. Hi, hi, I only play for the high, high. It's wave ride, night wave by. Stay by, name mouth wide. Flow water, they mouth dry. No teeter totter, got dragon head. I feed your daughter, used to date a Zeta. Thought I'd save her harder, had to tell her later. I'm no beta blocker, I'm ice cold. Young white walker, young star chaser, young skywalker. My bills blue, they on night crawler. Them bills do I go Mike Slaughter, go Mike Porter, ball for the zoo. I hear the city call for the new. I hear the city call for the true. I pick it up, I follow through. I- Welcome to another episode of the Chiefs Broad Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dante Jones. I'm joined by the crew. James Otis, how you boys doing today? So, what is going on? We got some new football players to talk about today. Isn't Man, that exciting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Finally got some content, some true content to really touch on and talk about. Draft weekend is over. A lot of moves have been made. A lot of additions, new additions. Uh, you know, um, so we're gonna run through those. Get our opinion and talk about that and uh, move from there. So first up, man, Chiefs. They made a move and they went running back with the first round pick. What are you guys thinking about that? We took Clyde Edwards Hilaire with the thirty second overall pick, round one. What's your thoughts? Uh I'll I'll say uh I I I like the player. I love the player, to be honest but I don't like the position or value on that. But, you know, these guys won the Super Bowl, so I'm good with it. Like, mm-hmm. trust didn't me. We, didn't we say that we didn't want him to take a running back in the first round? Yep. I'm pretty – yeah, right. We did. Yep, we all did. Right. <laughs> yep. Every single one of us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm going to throw some stats at you guys later that will kind of surprise you um, about – what a great running back can do for this offense. But also, I'm with JD to where I'm at the point now that I'm willing to trust our front office and go with it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's just exactly what I said, too, like before the draft, night before. I tweeted, I said, hey, Chiefs Kingdom. I said, hey, put all your trust in Beats, man, because this dude is undefeated right now when it comes right. to drafts. I'm, I mean, I'm just come out and say that. Dude knows what he's doing. So yeah. I just put your trust in him, and I'm not gonna lie. Whenever we made that pick, and I was like, "Whoa, running back!" I don't know. That's just in my head. I'm thinking, you know, balance, you know, pick some defensive players, fill some needs there, you know. But then I sat back and I really thought about it, and I was like, "Man, we got a lot of starters coming back, so we're kind of in a weird position to where the way we picked is almost like luxury. You know, we can pick the best player on the board almost." Right. Kinda, you know, we can be a little, we can we can go off off the, um, you know, off the scale a little bit, if you will, um, and pick some players just kind of like off their skills and not off a of need. So, I think that's kind of the route they went, and I think they went the right route with this player because this dude's a beast, man. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, he's a great pass catcher, obviously, great in open field, uh, hard to tackle, and Joe Burrow, the 
the guy who won him the, the big show, went number one overall. He said that he was the best athlete on the LSU football team, you know. And I think that right there says a lot. And even Andy Reid, the man said he was better than Brian Westbrook. I think that that right there was crazy when I saw that. I was like, oh, my gosh. So it's just going to be – I'm excited to see what this man can add to this offense, this, this uh, insane offense that we have. Uh, and even Pat loves him. Pat helped make the move. He He said that's who he wanted. So – I'm all in. Pat wants you. I'm all in for it. So. Amen. <laughs> I watched like probably 45 minutes of YouTube videos of him, and all I could think of is Priest Holmes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's getting par- compared to a lot. Priest Holmes and just his vision and his patience, you know? The way he waits, we'll have, let that hole open up, and then bam, attack it right up. Right up, and then there was even a highlight of him, and he was running with one of his offensive linemen with his hand on his back, like preach used to do with like Will Shields and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love that. <laughs> that uh, that Alabama game is out of this world impressive. When you you ever guys watch that game, oh my god, mm-hmm. like he's dragging dudes five yards, and he's like five seven. He's dragging <laughs> Alabama, like the Alabama defense, five yards for first downs to. To steal the game, I think you end up having like four touchdowns that game. You end up like almost 200 total yards. It was like it's pretty impressive. Like it is really, really impressive. And I guess that a big storyline on that was that uh, uh, when he was being recruited, that uh, Alabama said he wasn't a SEC type of player. Oh, yeah. Yep. Are they wrong? Huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned his height. I saw a tweet the other yesterday, I believe. Uh, Tyreek Hill said, "I am no longer the shortest player on the team." <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. He's like, "I am no longer the shortest player." Um, uh, so it's cool. I like to see that kind of kind of joking going around. You know, I think I don't know, man. We're just doing nothing but adding on to what we already have, and I just. It's just making me more excited about the the season to come. Um, yeah, it's just I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. I think I think, I, I think a uh, gr- um, ever since we lost Kareem Hunt, I think our offense. I mean, people don't want to say it, but it has gone down some. I mean, it's obvious. Like overall, the overall structure of the offense has gone down. It, it made us a historically a historic offense to a a great offense, and but hey, let's get back to the historic offense. We were averaging when Kareem Hunt was there, or whatever the eleven games that he played was in that you know last year in twenty eighteen. We we're averaging like third almost thirty eight points a game, and we and our points per average since then have gone down by like nine points, so we're averaging like twenty nine. Uh, so. I mean, people that say, oh, you can't take a running back. Well, you know what? If, if it increases our points per game by seven points, let's do it. Let's go. Exactly. I'm down with it, man. And, um, you know, we're not people who actually, you know, got to, you know, maybe some people watch LSU because, you know, they were killing it last year. Um, but a lot of us didn't watch LSU closely. But we did get the chance to speak with a guy who watched them closely and was actually there in person watching uh, Clyde practice, play. Uh, we got to talk to Cody Warsham, the digital media reporter for LSU Sports. He gave us some insight on him and what we can expect from Clyde on the field, on and off 
Here's that interview right here. I got a special guest with us today, Cody Warsham. He's a, a digital media reporter for LSU Sports. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, good to be on with you guys. Excited to talk about Clyde Edwards. He's there, one of my uh, one of my favorite Tigers of all time. I'm excited. He's up there in Kansas City now. Oh man, that's that's some good stuff to hear. You know, as a Chiefs fan, that's that's what we want to hear right there. Um, so let's get right to it. You know, uh, what kind of player is is the Kansas City Chiefs getting with with Clyde edwards helaire What are we getting? Because you know, some people might not watch LSU too much. So uh, what can we expect? Yeah, I mean, how long do you have? I could go on about <laughs> hey, Clyde all day. Um, let people know, man. It's whatever <laughs> you got, I, I'm all for the for the good, the bad, whatever, whatever yeah. you want to share. Clyde. Clyde's awesome. Um, Clyde was a guy who, going into last year, uh, there's a lot of doubt around him going into the 2019 season. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit biased because I work for LSU. I'm around these guys a lot. But, you know, I remember last year uh, in the preseason, LSU had these two fantastic freshman running backs coming in, John Emery and, and Ty Davis-Price. They were two of the top six backs in the country as freshmen. And the question I got asked more than anything was, when does John Emery take over for Clyde edwards there? When does Ty Davis-Price take, take over for Clyde edwards there? And I kept saying, not this year, because this is Clyde's year, and he's going to have a big year. Now, did I expect him to rush for 1,200 yards and have 50 catches and be the first back in SEC history to have 1,000 yards and 50 catches in the same season? No, I didn't expect that. But I knew he would make an impact because he has the skill. He's incredibly shifty side to side. He's tough. He can run through you. He's got the best vision of any back that I've seen, and I've seen Geis and Fournette and Jeremy Hill, and, I mean, LSU's had some good ones in the last decade. He, he's got better vision than all of them. And then he's got all the intangibles, the IQ, the, the makeup, the character, the work ethic, um, catch. I mean, he, he can do it all. He's, he's such a good player, and um, 2019 was the year that everyone got And when he went with that last pick to the Chiefs, like I remember when – I think Trey Wingo started talking about it, and I was like, there's no way the Chiefs take Clyde because it's just too perfect. Like, it's too perfect of a fit, his skill set. You give him a, a quarterback like Mahomes, put him in that kind of offense where he can catch, he can run, he's going to be fantastic. And then to hear his name called, I was pumped. I mean, you know, it was, it was cool to see Joe go first. It was cool to see all those guys go in the first round. But the, the best pick of the draft to me was Clyde going to the Chiefs. I was so excited, it's not just because of how awesome – Clyde is and how much I like Clyde, but the fit there, it just feels perfect. I think he's going to be a star there. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's, that's good to hear. You guys got anything, James or Otis, uh, to pitch in on that? I think that's just great. You know, uh, I know a lot of us, you know, from a Chiefs fan standpoint, we were looking probably at the board like, you know, don't take a running back so early. You know, that's kind of like what was all in our mind. But, you know, at in the back of our minds at the same time, it's like, Trusting Brett Veach, our GM, you know, he just knows the little things like everything you just mentioned. And so that's kind of why they jumped, <laughs> jumped on Clyde, you know, because they know that type of stuff. So, you know, we were thinking maybe we'll go defense or go offensive line. But to go running back, he has to be something special. And so that's what makes me even more pumped about the move. I, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, one, one thing I like to jump in on, on is what I was kind of reading was, um, you know, we know – we all know what kind of season Joe Burrow has had. Won the Heisman. Won, they won the national title. Number one overall pick. Uh, one thing that really like kind of stuck out to me was if if, uh, if I read it right, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire won uh, the team MVP, and that's very very impressive. 
just coming from the collection of talent LSU had this year. And I just think that speaks a lot to the to the type of player we're going to be getting. Yeah, I don't know if y'all watch a lot of college football, but if you go watch the LSU-Alabama game from this year, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, it's the best performance by a running back I've seen at, at LSU since I've been covering the team. I've, I've been covering the team since 2010. Like I said, I saw Fournette go for 200-plus against Ole Miss a couple times. I saw let's go for 200-plus a couple times. But what Clyde did against Alabama, he had 180 total yards. Uh, he had four touchdowns. He did it with, with his hands. Um, he, he did it with his feet. He, he made guys miss with a spin move. And there were a couple third-down plays where you know LSU had to get eight or nine yards and Clyde made a tough catch or, you know, made a guy miss where I don't think anybody else in the country would have gotten those eight or nine yards, but Clyde got him. So I was kind of like you at the end of the first round thinking, you know, running backs don't go in the first round anymore uh, unless they're just, you know, Saquon Barkley or these these physical freaks. And and Clyde's got some freakish athleticism to him. I, I think Joe, in fact, at the combine said, that Clyde was the best athlete on the team. And I'll give you all this anecdote. Clyde, he's a, he's a animal in the weight room. They made him stop squatting at LSU because he was squatting so much weight. They were like, dude, it's not going to oh do you any more good to like put, wow. <laughs> put 25 more pounds on your back. Like the, the, there's no benefit in squatting. I don't even remember what it was. It was North 600 pounds. I think they're like, there's no need. Like, we'll just oh on else. He's, he's, he's a freak. I mean, he's, he's a physical freak. Um, but you know, he, he's, He's also got the, the the mentality, so I you know I didn't think I didn't think first round they're gonna take a running back because I was probably like y'all yeah they're gonna go defense with the Chiefs, um, but if you're doubling down on that offense which is already so lethal and that's kind of the one piece I know I know Damian Williams was great in the playoffs last year, um, but if that's kind of the one missing piece for that offense you know I don't know that Damian Williams is a guy that you could put in the slot you could put Clyde in the slot he's gonna make some plays. Um, the touchdown pass that he, that he caught against Alabama was, you know, basically he wasn't out, running out of the slot, but it was basically a slot receiver type of route and, and catch. So he's going to be a mismatch nightmare. He can block, he can pass, protect, um, and then he's going to be a great locker room guy. So, you know, maybe maybe first round, um, just based on the valuation of the NFL today, you know, maybe that's that's a, a stretch, I guess. But he's, he's going to live up to that building. He's going to live up to the contract. He's going to live up to the expectations. I have no doubts about that. That's awesome. All good things to hear. Um, go ahead. What you got, Otis? I, I got a question for you, man. Who's the best player that you've seen at LSU? Because we have a couple of them. We've had a couple of them. Um, yeah. So before before this year, it was it was Tyron Matthew, um, and he's he's the best athlete I've ever covered. The guy that made me say wow, um, made me you know made my jaw drop more than any other. Um, Joe Joe Burrow took that mantle this year, but it was different. You know, Tyron was spectacular, and he just, you know, partially because he's a defensive guy, he's only going to get a few shots here and there, and Joe's got the ball in his hands every play. But Tyron would just wow you with 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 you know four or five plays here that you just never seen before. Joe was was just ruthless, um, just all year, and Joe was inevitable. He was unstoppable. Like you just knew he was going to deliver. He's a different dude too. Like spending time around Joe. Um, he's, <laughs> he's the most hyper-focused athlete I've ever seen. Like this, it's almost like there's something a little bit off with him. Like, you're like, this dude's different. Um, and, and, and Joe and Clyde were best friends. And, and that's because Joe saw in Clyde a lot of the things that he had in himself. Just that, that love for football, that obsession with the game. Um, yeah, Clyde, you know, he, he comes from a family 
um, where his, 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 both his parents are in law enforcement. And so he's, he's just kind of a high character guy, real disciplined, real regimented, um, and, and real tough. You know, he, he's, I, I can't say enough good things about him. Uh, he, he's going to be a star up there. It's a perfect fit. Awesome. Awesome. So if you were to compare him to anybody in the NFL past or present, uh, what player would you pick to compare to, to Clyde? Yeah, I know Coach O is, is compared him to Maurice Jones-Drew. Um, I, I don't remember Maurice Jones-Drew's games, game that well. Um, I don't know if he was the receiver that Clyde is. I, I can't really remember because I, I can't say that I watched much of him when he played mm-hmm. with the Jaguars or whoever. Um, obviously, the team that I watch most around here is the Saints. I think he can do some things that Alvin Kamara does. Not the same way. Um, Kamara is a different build, a different type of athlete. But the way that you could utilize him in a number of different ways, um, you can be real multiple with him. That's what LSU did this year. You know, they basically played the same package of five skill players all year. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Terrace Marshall, and a Thad Moss at tight end and Clyde at running back. But they'd move them all around. I mean, it was 11 personnel, but they put Clyde in the slot. They split Clyde out wide, put Jamar in the backfield. Um, and so teams couldn't really – personnel LSU they couldn't uh, match up with LSU because they just move the matchups around and get somebody exploited in space and you know the other thing that Clyde does really well like you can put him in the slot and there was probably two or three touchdowns that Jamar Chase had this year that was Clyde running a rub route and he just he does it he does it right like he doesn't get a pass interference on it because he runs it the right way like it's just little things that you know I Okay, so work's done and you're craving something spicy and salty. I know. What I do is snack on Blue Diamond Wasabi and Soy Sauce Flavored Almonds. They're so good and almonds are a superfood. Don't deny your cravings. Eat them. Blue Diamond Almonds. Crave victoriously. I haven't seen a ton of players at at the SEC level or or at LSU do. Um, You know, as far as, yeah, I would say that Bruce Jones-Drew is probably the best comparison. I just hadn't seen enough of him to say Clyde's a really, really unique player uh, in the ability that you could put him in the slot and he's going to look good out there. You could put him in the backfield. He can run between the tackles. He can beat you off the edge. His spin move is elite. And I think his best skill as a runner, and, and this is probably going to fit with, with Kansas City really well. I don't know the, the scheme that they run up there, but he's so patient and he, he's just going to wait for the hole to open up and he's going to find it. And if, he, if there's no hole there, he's good at, kind of cutting side to side until something opens up and a lot of plays where guys would get one yard or two yard he's going to find a way to get four or five just because he buys a little bit extra time and he hits the hole really hard so um, he's not just a home run hitter he can hit home runs but he's a real consistent five six seven yards a carry if you look at his numbers in the sec like he had great numbers last year go look at his sec numbers it was like 7.7 yards a carry it was like 117 yards a game. I mean, against SEC defenses, I know Joe opened up a lot, um, but Clyde, Clyde helped Joe a lot too. Nuts, man! That is, ah, uh, I'm getting even more excited, man. You gotta, <laughs> you getting me hype on this guy. Um, hey, uh, hey, Cody. Uh, hey, I just had a quick question. Uh, so you, you've had over probably what I don't know, past six, seven years. You guys have had, you know. Actually, several, when I was kind of looking, several first or second round running backs come from LSU. You had like Darius Geis, Leonard Fournette, um, even Jeremy Hill. Uh, what 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 makes his game translate to the NFL over those previous guys? Well, he, he's much more versatile than those guys. Mm-hmm. 
you know, guys, you couldn't put guys out in the slot. You couldn't have him catch seven, seven balls a game. Um, Clyde could do that for you. He had 50 plus receptions. I think against Alabama, he had like seven catches. Um, they just kept going to him, going to him. So he's, he's not as, I kind of mentioned this earlier. He's not as big a home run hitter as those guys like Geis and, and Fournette would just break off a 75 yard run. Like it was nothing with Clyde. It was almost a, kind of a running joke, especially with guys, him and guys were really close. He went to the same high school. They're just a couple of years apart. When, when uh, Clyde got to LSU guys was, I think a junior and guys used to always make fun of Clyde. Cause he'd always get caught from behind or he wouldn't break off the touchdown. He'd get stopped at the three or the four this year. He added that to his game. Uh, I think he took that personally and he added that to his game. And so he was able to hit the home run a little bit more. He's still not as big a, you know, Fournette was the biggest home run hitter we've ever had. Guys was right there with him. Clyde's still not quite there, um, but he, he does a lot more than those guys. Pass protection, he's better. Catching the ball, he's better. And he's more he's more patient. He doesn't – I think I think it was y'all's GM that said this. It's almost like he plays the game in slow motion. With Fournette and Geist, they were just beating guys with their physical ability, and Clyde can do that. Um, but he can beat you with his brain too. He can slow the game down. He can wait for things to open up. He knows when to use moves. He's not just pulling moves out of his hat. He knows – this is when I need to hit the spin move. This is when I need to you know, kind of stop and go. Um, so I, I think what differentiates him from great running back LSU's had is he's a little more versatile, uh, and, and his football IQ is just on a different level completely. So what's his what's his weakness then? Um, his weakness, you know, he didn't have much of a weakness this year. But before this year, it was definitely the the fact that he wasn't breaking off a ton of long runs, and when he did, he would get caught. Um, I think this year he really also added the ability to, to really run between the tackles. I don't know if he's a guy that on third and one, you line up in the I formation and you hand him the ball and he's going to get you that, that one or two yards. I just haven't seen it from LSU didn't do that this year. Um, I think he could just cause I think Clyde can do just about anything, but at the NFL, it's a different level. He, he may not be that guy. He may not be. The you know it's first and goal at the four and we're going to give it to him three times and he's going to get it in, um, but I don't know if Kansas City needs that. I mean y'all would know better than me, but with with Mahomes and the way that Andy Reid calls games and um, and the way that that offense works, I don't know that you're doing a whole lot of eye formation and hand it off to the guy and he's running between the tackles. But I think Clyde can do some, but he, he's not a power back. He's got some power to his game, but he's not a power back. He's much more of a, a side to side. Now, I'll be curious to see against an NFL defense, how his his actual ability to take the ball between the tackles um, changes. Because he did it against the SEC, and he was he was fine. But LSU had a little bit of a different run scheme this year, uh, a lot more zone, a lot more give it to Clyde, wait for that line to open up that hole, and then he would hit the hole. And I don't know if that's going to work in the NFL or not. We'll see. Um, I don't watch enough NFL football, and I'm not smart enough scheme-wise to know how it will translate. But I would say that's the only thing that I don't know about him if he's an NFL power back, but he does so much more for you that if you've got a guy like that in your system, on your team, on your roster, um, you don't need Clyde to do that. But I think he's a three down back and I think he's, he's, you know, plug in right away and fits into that offense. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. You answered that question for me. That's what I was going to ask was, would you, would, do you think he's a three down back? Cause I know there's some people saying, ah, oh, you know, he's not. And there's some people saying for sure he is. So, you know, you, you just answered everything right there. And that's, that's what we like to hear. That's awesome. Um, you know, with him going to the next level, what would you say his ceiling is? Where, where can you see Clyde going? 
where can you see him like maxing out at like uh potential wise uh with his skill yeah. set yeah i don't want to i don't want to put him in christian mccaffrey's um ceiling i think he can be that type of player that catches a bunch of balls that you give it to um you know 20 times a game and he can he can pick up a bunch of yardage he's not as physically freakish as christian mccaffrey but i think he can be like the the diet version of that if you will mm-hmm. um but but i think in that it's all about system and fit right like if he would have gone to you know i'm trying to think of some team you know if he'd have gone to pittsburgh or if he'd have gone to uh w- whatever, just some kind of, just any other offense. Um, I don't know that he would have shown early, but I just feel like with the Chiefs, it's it's just the perfect, like, he'd have fit well with the Saints. That's the NFL team that I see the most. He'd have fit really well with the Saints because they're multiple. They're going to use their backs in the passing game. The run, you know, the the, the short pass is a, is a run. It's an extended handoff. Um, and I feel like the Chiefs are going to do a lot of that as well, and Mahomes is going to make him better. Whereas if he'd have gone to Chicago or a team without a good quarterback, he might have struggled, you know, Jacksonville. Like, he might have struggled there. But I feel like with Kansas City, um, it's just a good fit for him. It's 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 the right skill set. And I think Kansas City saw that too. I think that's why they jumped at him in the first round. Because he, he was going to come off the board in round two at some point when that run of running backs went. And the Chiefs knew they weren't going to be picking again until a little bit later. And, and they would have missed out on him. And I think they were just like, you know, we've got some other needs, but this guy fits so perfectly. And it's just like that right puzzle piece. And, uh, and so, you know, I don't think he's a future Hall of Famer necessarily. I don't think he's a Christian McCaffrey in terms of production where he's setting records and everything. But I think he can be that style of player, an Alvin Kamara style of player that's really multiple for you. Um, and it's really productive. I mean, I don't think he's going to, like I said, be a Hall of Famer necessarily, but I think he's going to be really productive. Awesome, awesome. Otis, James, you, got, you guys got anything else for Cody? Anything to add? Any more questions? <clears throat> Um, also, also I say is I think it's really, really impressive that when uh, Coach Reed asked um, before the draft, he texted Patrick Mahomes and asked who he wanted. His, the first name that popped off his uh, uh, off his list was Clyde. So I think that just that just shows you, like Pat, you know, we we put a lot of faith in them, and uh, when he says he wants a player, that that just shows you how talented and how gifted the, this that player is. Yeah, you know, you mentioned earlier that about Clyde being the MVP of the team, and I think if you would ask Joe, um, Joe, who is the most important weapon, he he would say Clyde. I mean, he probably would dodge the question just because he was being political. But if he was being <laughs> honest, he would uh, he, he would say Clyde because um, Clyde, Clyde was his best friend. Him and Clyde were best friends, and, and it's because Joe is the ultimate competitor, and, and Clyde is that too. And they're they're different sides of the same coin. They were a perfect fit, and I mean. I mean, think about being Clyde, man. You go from Joe Burrow, who had the best season in college football history, to to uh, to Patrick Mahomes. He's he's doing something right. He's living good. Right? Sure, Well, Cody, man, I appreciate you taking your time out to talk with us, man. Give us some insight on uh on Clyde there, man. It really means a lot. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that's Cody Warsham. He's a digital media reporter for LSU Sports, giving us insight on Clyde. We appreciate you, man. You stay safe out there and uh, keep pushing through, man. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me. Thanks oh, yeah, so much. For All right. sure. All right. Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Man, that's some great insight right there. That's the type of stuff like any Chiefs fan would like to hear. I'm pumped about this dude joining this team, especially after hearing that. 
I don't even know what to think, man. It's it's through the ceiling, and the, the ceiling for this guy is through the roof. So, and especially under Andy Reid, so I, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, uh, before we uh, talked to Cody, I was pretty excited. After talking to Cody, I'm like amped. I'm ready for the season to go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what what happens when you what happens when you have the fastest car and you make it faster? Like, <laughs> the supercharger on that thing, you know right. what I'm saying? What happens what happens when you put a supercharger on a Ferrari? Yikes. <laughs> you need two seatbelts, baby. That's right. all I'm going to say. All right, moving on, man. Round two, the Chiefs with a 63-63rd overall pick. We went with linebacker, Willie Gay. And this is where it gets interesting. Last week, <laughs> <laughs> well, a few weeks back, JD and, JD and I, we were talking about this guy and how we should not draft him. <laughs> we love you, Willie. She basically did everything we said not to do. <laughs> and I'm still happy. That's a great point. They said, man, like, I mean, that's just natural of us to say that, though. You know, with, it, with his track record, with everything going on. We said, hey, you know, let's just steer clear of that, but why not? You know, we're the Chiefs. We like to take on those type of things because we have Andy Reid, and we have those leaders in the locker room that can, you know, tone these things down. So uh, what do you guys think about us taking Willie Gay, man? Willie Gay Jr., what do you think? We, we uh, although we did kind of like, well, oh, his track record, track record's awful, but we did say that, we believe that he's a first round talent and he's just, he's going to drop just because of that track record. And Hey, I'm all for it. But you know, how long has it been since we had like speed at the linebacker level? Oh my God. We all, it seems like we had the slowest linebackers in the NFL every year since DJ's <laughs> left. <laughs> exactly. Especially if you look back like at that Rams game a couple years ago, you know, if you just look at like our linebackers, I was like, what? I don't know. It just seemed like we were just, we were not up to speed <laughs> no pun intended there we were just not up to speed and that's when you could really see how slow our linebackers were so to get a guy like Willie Gay who is big powerful and speed man I'm all for that dude like somebody on Twitter wrote me they said a big dude running fast with bad intentions I'm with it <laughs> so it's gonna and we also kind of said that you know, hey, we got great leadership on the defense now with yeah. Honey Badger and Frank Clark. You know, not Frank, just, I, not just the defense either, the whole team. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're not gonna let somebody come in, especially you no know, rookie come in and ruin what we have going on. You know what I mean? Like well, we have this real close knit team who just came off a Super Bowl win. Dude, we're <laughs> you gotta just hop on board with that. You can't come in and disrupt that that type of vibe. And if you put a talented individual in that locker room, especially a rookie who doesn't, he's not already set in his ways. Like his ways are to be made still. And you put him in that locker room. I just like your chances. Like, yeah. Yep. And uh, sure, I was going to say on Frank Clark, Frank was in his shoes in college. I mean, he had, he had some issues in college. Uh, and I think he can learn a lot from Frank, you know, what, what not to do and what to do. Right. And, uh, yeah, I think that's – and then, uh, of course, you know, uh, Honey Badger, you know, I guess like uh, Andy Reid or Brett Beach, one of those two, said that, told him 
Willie Gay after he got drafted that uh, uh, right after he got drafted, uh, Honey Badger asked for his phone number. Oh, stuff. Yep. See? Getting it started already, man. Exactly. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. Getting that garage the, going. Yeah, yeah, join the squad. Join the squad. <laughs> I, and I love it, too, just because, like, out of these draft picks, I don't know, it's just weird because, like, they're tweeting stuff like, man, let's go back to back, you know, and, like, to see them come in with that type of attitude before even meeting their teammates, like, I'm with it. Like, let's go. I am. Yeah. Let's go. Let's he's, go. He's going to be a day one starter, too. I mean, yeah, he's going to start easy. day one, I think. Yeah, at the will. Oh, easy, man. They're going to yep. put that work into him, you know, with everything going on. Hopefully, we get training camp, you know, especially there. They're going to implement that stuff, schemes, and he's going to get that stuff down. And I'm ready for him to get that stuff quick because the faster he retains all the you know, the, where he needs to be in the playbook and all that good stuff, the faster he can play. So, you know, we just need to get that going with him. But I'm, I'm very excited to see him on the field. I'm just happy, like, out of the, all, all the guys that we did draft profiles on, we actually drafted one of those guys. Exactly. We didn't waste our time. <laughs> True. I got a question for you two guys, because you guys know more about this than I do. Like, just right now, looking forward, like, when and how much do you expect these two dudes um, to play, like, you know, day one immediately? Oh, with yeah. Either of them? Yeah, or first two. both yeah. of them? Clyde or... and Willie? Yeah. Yeah, I think immediately. Easily. Immediately. Yeah. yeah, Clyde, you know, they're not going to waste no – no first round pick and just in bench or anything, you know. Clyde's gonna be out there in the mix, especially when Pat wanted him. You know, he, he's gonna be out there and Willie most definitely on the defense because that's where we need help. I mean, linebackers. What I was looking at is like a spot where we need to improve, and I think we did all that with him. You know, I mean, no there's always room for improvement, but he definitely helps us out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. All right, moving on to the third round, 96 overall pick. We went with an offensive lineman, Lucas Niang. What do you guys think about that, man? He's a big boy, big, big boy. Yeah, we kind of uh, we we even mentioned it on this very podcast that we thought maybe that you know I wouldn't be surprised if we went you know offensive tackle early. Uh, even like this is almost a perfect guy. You know, you can kind of. He can kind of have that redshirt year almost, or, you know, there's been talk about him playing inside for the first year, and then he can slide back outside. Because uh, I think he's going to be the eventual placement for Eric Fisher. And, yeah. you know, we can, I think they said next year we can save like $12 million on the cap by uh, cutting Eric Fisher next year. So that's going to help, you know, with signing a certain defensive tackle that I know. Um, oh. <laughs> I can tie some money into a uh, certain uh, MVP and Super Bowl MP I know. So yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. it, this just move makes a lot of sense. It just you know that way you're not going to go empty-handed if you cut Eric Fisher next year. You already have a guy in place. Most definitely. Um, I think just man how versatile he is. Like you say, he can play. There's the thing about putting them inside and then moving them outside. And then just one thing that stuck out to me is if you guys obviously know Chase Young, you know, from Ohio State, 
he mentioned I was reading an article on him, and he said that Lucas was one of the toughest offensive linemen he had to go against, especially yep. in his younger years. He said that when he was playing, you know, when he was rushing the passer just off pure physical strength, you know, he said Lucas was one of the guys that made him realize that he had to be – he had to work on his moves, you know. Because right. he said Lucas was shutting him down, you know. So yeah. he's like, man, I can't just go off physical strength anymore. I need to actually have moves to get to this quarterback. So, the hey, first, when you're going against a piece like life. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> first time in his life somebody was stronger than him. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You hear something I, I, like that of a number two overall pick and a beast like Chase Young, you know, that that just shows what kind of player Lucas is, man, and what kind of strength he has. So I'm excited. Yeah. To have and he hadn't allowed a sack since like 2017, is what I saw. That is crazy. Yep. Does he yep. have he has injury problems though, right? Well, this year he had his like a he had to have they had to shut him down early because he had a hip labrum. So he had to get surgery. He went and had just got surgery. I guess they expect him to be fully healthy by like training camp. Because I did surgery. read somewhere that if it wasn't for that, he would have gone a lot higher. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was like actually playing through it, and they said he was just kind of like you know, okay. he was doing this job, but it wasn't right. Hmm. You know, he didn't right. look right. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that happens with so many players that you probably just wouldn't even know, you know, especially. The NFL level is crazy. We saw Pat do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) He said his knee was on the other side of his screen. This is a random question. This is nothing to do with draft picks, but was it just me or was this draft like super depressing? Is that just me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Did you see that? Like, was it, what was ESPN doing, man? It was like every draft pick, they'd be like, yeah. Dante Jones out of Michigan State. He has good hands and good feet and this, this, and that. Hasn't allowed a sack in three years. But his little sister was killed in a drive-by shooting. I was like, dude, they doing this with every draft pick. Yeah, I saw one. Yeah, I saw one that I can't remember who it was, but uh, it said, mother was a drug addict for 16 years. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? Live on a high note here instead of just cutting them down. Like, I tried to give ESPN a benefit of that. I'm like, okay, maybe this is just with a couple players. But it kept happening and happening God, and yeah, happening. I am starting to lose my mind over this stuff. But Boy, uh, right. Roger, by uh, day two, the end of day two, he was done, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he was just, like, leaning back. Uh, the dick is. <laughs> he was like, I'm sick of standing kidding. up. Yeah, exactly. I think I tweeted, I said, man, I said, it looks like the fireball shots are starting to hit right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. He was just sitting in his chair. And, like, as soon as I tweeted that, the next pick, he starts stumbling over everything. He was like, and with the the 30, the what? The, excuse me, Hold the on. 34. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this dude, this dude is drunk off his tail right hey, now. Did you, he hey, did you know? Did you notice, like, you know how they had the little, like, the TV graphic with, like, the fans and had, like, all the boxes or whatever? Yeah. Did you, did you notice when they did the Chargers, uh, not all of them were full? 
Yeah, they had the logo in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I noticed that too. And then they did it with us though. And then I oh, saw yeah. like it was like it was in the later rounds though. So give us the yeah. benefit of the doubt there. They did theirs like in the, in the round. first round. It, it wasn't yeah. even full the first round. <laughs> oh my god. First round pick. They don't even have support, man. That's crazy. Come on now. But yeah, all right. Well, back to the reg- regularly scheduled uh production. So, uh moving on, fourth overall pick. Fourth overall pick. Fourth round pick. 138th overall pick. We went DB with Lajarius Sneed. What do you guys think about that? Defensive back. Fine. No. <laughs> no. Ah, ah, <laughs> come on. Give me a little more. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yes, he sounds like an interesting, pro- intriguing prospect. Yeah. Uh, sounds like he played corner early and he went to safety, but they, I guess his natural position is corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he, he has some nice speed. I guess he's got some pretty nice physical profile. Uh, I guess maybe they expect him kind of to play that nickel role. Is what I was kind of reading. Uh, and he's an intriguing prospect. One of those guys that a lot of Chiefs fans didn't like. I don't think they were like before the pick came. They're like, oh, pick this guy, pick this guy. Uh, his name didn't come off the board, but after kind of reading about him, I think a lot of Chiefs fans got a little bit excited. Yeah. Yeah, what I like about him is just that he's another fast and linky uh, cornerback. I love, you know, obviously, everybody loves those type of corners. So for him to, like, pair it with uh, Traverius, you know, they're the same type of body, tight, you know. Um, I think that's going to be great for the defense. And I'm excited to see kind of how the coaches work him in. Hey, uh, speaking of quarter, man, Chiefs fans were obsessed with Bryce Hall this weekend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, calm down, dude. Right? <laughs> like, obviously, something is not right with him if yeah. we're not picking him and no other team is picking him. Chill out. Chill yeah. out. Every time I got back on my phone, it's, oh, oh, God, Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall, please. Bryce Hall, please. Bryce Hall. Come on. <laughs> if we pick Bryce Hall, I'll be able to sleep good tonight. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. It, oh it, started, it started at pick 63, too. It's not <laughs> like it was like. <laughs> I'm about to mute Bryce Hall on my timeline. I'm oh, my God. About it. I'm like, dude, obviously, this dude is part of the cartel or he has some serious injury problems. <laughs> so, like, deal with either or. Like, but stop saying his name. We're not going to draft him, man. There is. It seems like every year there's always that one name that Chiefs fans are always obsessed with. He was, he was it this year. Yep. That is the dude. And I think what really fired it off was Juan Thornhill kept, you know. Yeah, uh, he did. Backing up, which is natural, you know, that's his old teammate. But he kept saying, man, you know, whatever team gets Bryce Hall is going to really get a steal. Yeah, that's what every, I'm sure every player and his former teammate would say. <laughs> you know, yeah. but uh, so it is what it is. We got what we got. And uh, yeah. All right, moving on. All right, fifth round, 177th overall. We went DN with Michael Dana. Guys got on him. He's out of Michigan. Don't have a lot of of them. I need stats, man. No, I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. We kind of, I I do think we kind of that was a position of need. We lost. um, Oh, what's the dude's name? Gosh, Kansas is escaping me right now. Agro. Emilio, oh, yeah. Mania, Agua. We lost him in free agency, so we needed some depth there. So 
he's a guy to put out there and see what you got. It sounds like he can play inside and outside. Sounds like he was like a he was a pretty he was a stud at Central Michigan. Then he did a, the grad transfer thing to Michigan and didn't get a whole bunch of playing time. They just had some studs out there, and so um, so it'd be interesting to see how he does. And uh, I definitely think um, we have a spot for him. You know, uh, lose the Agua. So I you know, I mean, if he shows out, uh, Spags will play, and Spags likes to play a whole bunch of defensive ends. So sure um sorry i'm not ignoring you i'm trying to find this tweet oh yeah here we go <laughs> uh yeah because i saw booger i wasn't in booger mcfarland or whatever he was talking about like this was kind of like gonna help replace like chris jones or whatever oh did he <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, he, he was just talking about like kind of like this was just kind of like you know to fill the void or fill the spot and des bryant tweeted he said booger you sound crazy you're not replacing Chris Jones with a rookie, man. And <laughs> it just ain't happening, you know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to find that tweet, but I just thought that was crazy that, you know, people would even think that. You know. Yes, yeah, right? <laughs> Speaking of Chris Jones, you know, following everything that's happened, what do you what are your thoughts on that situation? I know I've I did some reading and they said now all the focus is going into Pat and Chris Jones and working on their, mm-hmm. their contract. So mm-hmm. That's a positive note. I'm, I'm yeah. excited to hear that. So that's a good thing. What's your prediction? Do you think we keep both? My heart says yes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how. I don't know because I'm no expert on that type of stuff. But I just think they just not going to let them slide. And if we, they do, yeah. we're going to get some good stuff back for them. That's just what it is. So I'm starting. Earlier in the season, I or in the off season or whatever, I I probably lean towards no, but I'm starting to lean towards yes. I I, I just get this feeling they really, 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 really want to keep Chris Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. What do you think, think so? I don't know enough about like JD knows all the numbers and stuff, so like I don't know how it that works. Yeah. My thought is still no. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was yes either, just because yeah. of what you guys just said. So, I, like I said, I don't know all the details. Like, could we could keep him this year and not sign him, right? That can't happen because that's what I would say would happen if that's a possibility. Like, we can franchise him and he'll be on our team and then we do it yeah, again. Yeah, I don't think he'll, he'll show up on, on the franchise tag. I just don't. personally don't know. No. It doesn't sound like it. I think he'll, he'll he will have to pay him. What I do know is this: is that at some point, if it takes too long, everybody's gonna stop being nice to each other. Yeah, true. I think that's kind of why he's putting that, you know, that that, uh, that vibe kind of out there, like, hey, you know, now that the draft's over, we're moving on to Pat and Chris Jones. Just kind of let right. him and his camp know that they are a priority and they are going to try to work something out. It's not like they're just putting them on the back burner and just worried about the draft and rookies. Right. So, you know, I think that's a good first step into the process. But, hey, we can only wait and see what happens, right? Right. All right. So one of our last picks here, uh, the Chiefs actually traded back in the mix here and they picked up uh, in the seventh round, uh, 237 overall. We got cornerback. Thank Carius Keys. <laughs> we got a lot of like interesting names on the defense, but you're gonna have to try to remember 
and jot down um, with Thank Carious Keys out of Tulane. Uh, he's in the mix now, boys. He's on the defense. So, what do you guys think about that? Uh, sounds like another interest, you know, another fast corner, it looks like. Um, he ran a pretty good time, 40 time, um, very athletic. Seems like uh, the Chiefs kind of had the type, fast, long, uh, physical. Uh, and, uh, you know, what do you think about us not, like, going corner early? Mm, I'm thinking maybe they're figuring out that they can find those guys like this and just mold them up, you know, just, right. you know. They, they It almost seemed like with this draft they went off athleticism and measurables. Right. Like those two things together. That's kind of what they win. They were like, everything else we could teach, we could mold them once they get here. But as long as they're tall, as long as they're fast, as long as they can play their position at least right somehow, we can work on the little stuff once they get here. Because they're going to want to be here. They're going to want to be great. They're going to want to be a part of something special. So as long as they have the will and the physical stuff, we can add everything else. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. I, so and that's kind of what I got from it. I kind of feel like uh, we don't have to value corner high with, with Spags. I don't mm-hmm. feel like he he doesn't have to have, like, a true number one corner. I feel like he has, you know, he if he can get that, he get, has a nice, solid defensive line. He has, um, seems like he almost values safety more than corner. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. that's another part of your type, too, uh, when you're speaking that we have a type. We love our corners that can play safety, too, you know? We love players that have that versatility. So I think that's always great because, you know, as the season goes on, people get hurt, injuries happen, you know, you plug and play from then on out. So I think to have that kind of versatility with these players and young players is a great thing, great thing to have. And like the six-round corner, I can't remember his name, the six-round corner we got last year, I mean, nobody, everybody was like, oh, it's just going to be a special teams player. But he contributed on the defense last year. He looked great. Yeah. I thought, yeah. Yeah. Was it uh, was it Fenton? No. Yeah, there you go. We're shot Fenton. Fenton. Yeah. 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 Fenton, yeah. Yeah. Like down in the stretch, dude. He, man, he produced like big time. You know. Yeah. What I mean? Exactly. Sure. Yeah. And yep. I think he even had a, a cool story too with the Super Bowl. Like he used to work in the concessions at uh whatever the state. What's the stadium called where Miami plays Rockstar, whatever it's called. But he used to work there in the concessions, and then boom, you know, he's there with the Chiefs playing in the Super Bowl. So <laughs> it was a cool story for uh, a late round pick like that. Uh, sure. So overall, you know, with all our picks, you know, and of course there's some uh, drafted free agents. We're not gonna really get into those because <laughs> that takes a little <laughs> bit more research and I, I, you know, a little bit more time research wise. But uh, with these draft picks that we've talked about. What would you rate, or you know, this draft? Uh, letter grade. Give it a letter grade. What would you give it? I'm gonna give it somewhere between a D minus and an A minus, but we'll find out. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a wide range. We'll roll with it though. <laughs> I don't know. Do we know? Yeah. Uh, That's, really can't tell though until. I mean, we're just going off projection. That's it. All I'll say is I'm excited about it. Yeah. So. For sure, man. I mean, I don't like doing the whole grade thing, but if I did, I would say, I mean, you got two day one starters, and then you got 
uh, eventual starter probably next year in Niang. Um, so I would probably give, you know, B plus probably. I, I do wish they probably would have um, addressed corner and maybe third round or something, but that's yeah. all right. Yeah. I'm going to uh, give it a solid B. Just a solid yeah. B. Solid B, I think that was a, it was a good solid B. Um, I, I will say on um, on Edwards Hilaire, mm-hmm. I think, like, there are people that uh, kind of, like, saying, oh, you can't pick value, you know, you can't pick a running back in the first round. Dude, we're, we're picking 32. I mean, let's kind of be real Hill. I mean, we're yeah. not picking 10. We're not picking 12. We're picking yeah. 32. Mm-hmm. You get five years with this guy. Like, you get five years, not four if you wouldn't have been picked at 33. You get five. So get give him as many touches as you can in those five years, and then as long as you don't give him this big, huge, ridiculous contract, I think it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. JD said, use him and abuse him. That's what you just said. Yep. <laughs> hey, hey, you won't mind when he has five rings on his finger. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but but I, th- I, th- I, th- I, do, I do think, like, the running back don't matter. People are overblowing it way out of proportion now. It's just like, I mean, I get it. Like, I understand. I don't like paying running backs, but when you draft them, hey, you know, well, they're the on thing, cheap contracts and all that, and you're good. The thing about it is that the running back doesn't matter is probably true in our offense. But if you have a running back that does matter, then it's a completely different scenario. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird with us. It's not like any other team. It's like, you know, sometimes he may not matter, but when he does, it's like a home run. You know what I mean? Right. Especially when you can run a wheel, a real route, a wheel route with a guy like Clyde and Pat. That connection once they started getting that chemistry down, stuff like that, man, just dump it off to him and in, in open space. I just think it's gonna be dangerous having him with all the weapons we have on the outside, and then you got him underneath, and then you still mix in Damian Williams, like. That's nuts, man. That's nuts. That is nuts. Um, and that's the other thing is now you know that, like, these guys are going to get hurt. But we have a stable of running backs to where, like, basically anything can happen and we're going to be all right. The running back room right now is packed. Right. Packed, packed. <laughs> and, and let's be honest, like, in the regular season, Damian Williams was really, really, really average this year. Like, yeah, really maybe, average. Maybe trash. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he had, like, two really long runs, like a 90-yard run, and I can't remember. It was, like, a 60-something-yard run. You yeah. take those out, I think he, I, I think I saw he was averaging, like, 3.3 yards a carry. Jesus. Yep. So, yeah. I think a good leap running back like this, he's a three-down uh, running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like what we have with Kareem Hunt. I think... He takes our if if his potential is is fulfilled, he takes our offense to great to historical. With that, yeah, especially when they jump on them that early, like they gotta know something, especially like how they're gonna use them, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's that's what I'm more excited about. You know, they know that he can be a true asset to this offense. 
and I'm just ready to see how yeah. they're going to use them and see it in action. You know, so that's all we can wait for. Any 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 Chiefs fan I explore, even if it's just the highlights, watch that Alabama game. It's like one of the most ridiculous performances by a running back I've ever seen. <laughs> like it is that off the charts. It is crazy, man. I'm gonna watch it again tonight. Just yeah. just cause I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to sleep to it tonight. Just oh hey. man, oh Clyde. You're something else, buddy. You are something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, let's mo- moving on to our competition. A lot of moves were made in additions in the AFC West, just in general. I mean, it almost seems like everybody's just trying to catch us, which I don't think they are. But who do you think made some of the best moves, and who made some of the worst moves in the AFC West, team-wise? I think uh, what was really interesting is like all these teams are in the division just going fast wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Like uh, nobody told them the secret that, uh, yeah, you can have fast wide receivers, but when you have Derek Carr throwing you the ball, he's still going to check down. I mean. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I think Denver did a good job of just surrounding Drew Locke with a lot of talent, you know? Yeah. Um, I think John Elway did great. I'll give him that because, um, I mean, they got them protection. They got them weapons outside. They did it all. And then on top of that, people are going to forget they got Melvin Gordon now in the backfield. So you got Melvin yeah. Gordon, Phillip Lindsey, and then just the other weapons on offense, you know? Obviously, they're no Chiefs, but I think they made some good moves to take that next step. So shout out to them for that. But, but at it, the same time, I hope we still destroy you. Do you think any other team in our division <laughs> uh, can contend for a wild card? Not with the quarterbacks they have. I just feel like they're so – like Drew Locke's so young. He showed tons of potential last year, and I think yeah. he could – he can be the truth. Like, he has everything that you need in a quarterback. It's I think just, Denver, Denver is the closest one. There you far. go, like – yeah. If I were to pick a team, I would go with Denver, honestly. Yeah. He has everything you need in a quarterback, except for he went to Missouri. So that's a big downfall. <laughs> hey. He listens to Young Jeezy, so that's a plus. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and his dad owns Summit Grill. I mean, come on, man. No, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think it's going to be an interesting year. It was cool to see other teams draft and kind of like take our blueprint, you know, we're just receivers trying to be quick and just a powerhouse offense. We said that we laid that blueprint out and everybody just kind of follows suit this year. And it was pretty cool to watch, you know, Uh, because, you know, we're cheese fans, you know, nobody ever really follows our blueprint, (laughs) but it happened this year and it was a, it was a cool sight to see. So I, I couldn't be more pumped about, when next season has a store. That's the thing about following the blueprints is that, like, it never works out except for the person that created the blueprint. Like, you, <laughs> no, nobody else was the Patriots. Nobody else was whoever. Nobody else is going to be us. You can try, but that's not going to happen, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's no doubt, man. Uh, you guys got anything else to add, man, on, you know, just wild draft weekend. This concluded. Now we're moving to that next step of the NFL offseason. Hopefully we have something to look forward to sooner or later. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch, watch tomorrow like some crazy something's going to happen with Chris Jones because you know why? It's just our luck, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? No doubt. No we'll put this doubt. episode out and Chris Jones is going to be... I don't know. We don't know. I'm not even going to speak on it because I don't want to talk it into existence, but something's <laughs> going to happen. It's just our luck. It's just crazy how that happens. So, but uh, yeah, man, it's a wrap. 2020. Yep. What'd you say? Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, ready for some uh, dumb tweets of the week? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Bring it oh. on. Yeah. It, it ties to into the draft, so so even, even better. All right. UK Raider. Sounds like United Kingdom Raider, I guess. The, he's at the UK Raider. Hey, Raiders, just threw the division wide open for them on both sides of the ball with an amazing free agency and draft picks. Watch out, Chiefs. Your kingdom's going to get taken out by a whole nation. Hashtag Raider Nation. <laughs> That dude's been drinking way too much UV vodka. He been drink- a dude that tweets like that drinks a lot of UV blue. Does he know? Does he does he know that he's a Raider fan? That tweet is almost so dumb that it almost seems like a Chiefs fan. Just right. To, you know? I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, so that's dumb, a burner like, account or something. Yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> It's you, JD. It's, that's JD. Yeah. I got to make up things now. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm sorry, Mr. UK, buddy. But, um, yeah, that ain't how we do things over here. And that don't. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. Oh, I got a bonus. Bonus dumb tweet of the week for draft weekend. Let's go. All right. So, uh, at 412 champs. Tweets, the teams with the best NFL future, or the best future in the NFL. And he lists like 10 teams in order. He put he puts number one, the Baltimore Ravens, which, okay, whatever. I can, I get maybe. But he puts the Chiefs at four, behind at number two, the Arizona Cardinals. And number three, the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Is Patrick Mahomes like 30 in his world or what? <laughs> there was a dude that says the team with the 24 year old Super Bowl MVP quarterback is number four. <laughs> How is the team number one playing a running back at quarterback? <laughs> and I can understand if people want to say Baltimore, but come on. No. Arizona no. and How Cincinnati? Can... No. It doesn't even make sense if you say Baltimore. If you don't say the Chiefs, you're retarded. I'm sorry. That's yeah. just not fine. How can we not be number one on that list? Please explain to me. I just been messing with those magic mushrooms a little too much. What is <laughs> what area code is four one two? Where's that at? I don't know. Four one two, let's see. I never want to go there. Yeah, let me figure this out. Four one two. Let's see. Four one two. I'm just trying to think of the. All I can think of is area code. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> won't even believe it. He won't even believe it. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Pittsburgh. Oh! <laughs> it makes sense. Dude, it's Pittsburgh. Hey, fuck. 
Steelers. <laughs> hey, to his credit, he didn't even put Pittsburgh on there. I don't know if he's a fan, but. God, dude. Wow. Can't make dude. that stuff up. Yeah, that type that was right <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Oh, man. But, yeah. People of Pittsburgh, man, pray for your boy. Pray for your boy over there. Right. Stripping out. Hey, J.D., you actually, I believe that was you. You hopped on my thread on Twitter, and uh, my dude, Duty, was talking stuff to me. And he's a big Broncos fan. He said a tweet to me the other day. You remember he said, I think the Broncos had the best offense ever or something like that. I, don't, I can't remember what he said. Yeah, I think he's talking about the Super Bowl winning Broncos or something. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. the best offense ever and nothing, yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, good. I was like, unbelievable. You were like, yeah, this is a Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talking about like the Terrell Davis offense. No, the Peyton Manning. Um, the the year they lost to the Seahawks. They like, they actually did put up some numbers. They actually put up more numbers than we did, but yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, numbers don't lie, but I don't know. It's the way you go about it, I think. Who do you, who do you think the best offense ever is? I don't know. You know, I would have to sit down and really look at that, but, you know, numbers will tell you it all. So I will say the uh, the greatest show on turf was way ahead of his time. I was going to say the yeah. Rams immediately come to mind. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. yeah. That was crazy. Like that was something yeah. we've never seen before. Right. Yeah. They almost like changed the game. No doubt. Yeah. I still think that was nuts too when Randy Moss went to the Patriots. That was crazy. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, just like, so like all them dudes. Yeah, I was just like in a trans watching that. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> the best the best probably never talked talked about offense is probably like Dante Culpepper and Randy Moss and Chris Carter. That was they didn't win nothing. Didn't they lose to the Giants? I think like got upset, but I don't even think that was their best ridiculous. offense. Best offense yeah. they've had. I, I think when the quarterback Randall Cunningham. Yeah, yeah, the Randall Cunningham Randall, team yeah. was good. Man. Yeah, that was that was like Moss's rookie year too, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think they had yeah. what Robert Smith. Yep. Jeez. And John John Randall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ball straight out of Marshall Land, just balling. Right. That's crazy. That's when nuts. He was, when he was playing with white chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That's good days, man. But yeah. Well, dumb tweet. I'm sorry, buddies. You guys got to stop tweeting like that, or I will revoke your accounts. And I'm Dante Jones, and I can do that. We're going to report you to Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That is spam. (laughs) Spam, spam, spam. So, hey, man, you guys got anything else to add on this episode of the Brawl podcast? I think. uh, Words? No, it was an awesome episode. Awesome to have some new, uh, new football players. I'm excited. Um, ready for the season to get going. I know it's only what April still, but still got a ways to go. Yeah. We still got to be able to go outside again, but <laughs> <laughs> we're still on lockdown. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll look back at this episode one day and be like, man, 
We were really locked up, man. Like the whole world knows what it feels like to be in jail. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Netflix documentaries. You oh think are gonna God. be? <laughs> no, I can't even find stuff on Netflix that I haven't watched anymore. It's just like retarded, dude. We're watching Ozark right now. Uh, we just got to season three, but I fell asleep. We tried to start it last night and I fell asleep, so I had to get back on that hill. But that's what we've been doing, man. Ozark. That's what I've been yeah. watching. Also, uh, I do want to say before we get off here is uh, uh, make sure to uh, we we have an Instagram page, a YouTube page, we got it all. Facebook, uh, obviously, everyone knows we got our Twitter page. So, uh, and also give us a five star review on iTunes. That will help us out. Five star. Five. Hey, five. hey, just just to let everyone know, would you give Patrick Mahomes five stars? Six. Yeah. <laughs> Actually gets ten no matter what and no matter what scale we're grading on. And I just want to say I really miss Patrick Mahomes. I just need to see him like on my TV playing football and it'll make me feel better about everything that's going on in this world. <laughs> yes, sir, man. He does that, man. He cures all the bad. Right. It just makes you feel a little bit of peace in your heart, you know? Absolutely. Shout out to Pat. Shout out to JD. We miss you, man. (laughs) Shout out to JD. Shout out to Otis. This has been another episode of the Chiefs Brawl Podcast, brought to you by the Brawl Network. We out. Keep your whole home running like clockwork from the office to the game room with Xfinity Internet. You'll get the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics. Find your new go-to takeout spot or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile, you're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply.